Welcome into another edition of Camp Notes here at Word on the Street Podcast. I'm Tony Lombardi. The Word on the Street Podcast is brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Discover the healing power of hemp. Shop at PanaceaLife.com. Use code RSR at checkout and get a 30% discount. Today, I'm joined on Camp Notes by Chris Schisler from Russell Street Report. Chris, how's it going? I am just got a big football smile on. It's football season. We got training camp. I'm happy as happy as a clam. Well, we're happy to have you out there. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I want to get into it and kind of keep this as concise as possible. But I, I did want to get into who your thoughts are and who the studs and the duds were today. Well, we'll start with the studs. Isaiah likely had a beautiful catch for a touchdown. Um, I think it was on the seven on seven, and it was just beautiful, beautiful strike down the sideline and likely just caught it and ran with it without losing any speed. And that was him all day. Likely made a couple nice adjustments, show that he could catch a ball that wasn't perfect. And um, I was really impressed with Rashad Bateman's uh, route running. He was so sharp. He almost felt like he was a knife. I, it, I, I couldn't believe um, how good those two players looked. And the third thing I'll mention, this might be a weird note, but I was incredibly impressed by the build of right tackle Daniel Falale um, from Minnesota. I, I watched his college tape. He looks like a completely different person. And I was just – the guy, he worked, worked really hard, and you could tell. I couldn't believe the build. Looks like – I wasn't expecting that. I know it might be a weird note, not a big offensive line day, a lot of 7-on-7, 11 on 11 But those are the things that really caught me. And for duds, I would say um, – you know, Hundley didn't look great. There was uh, a drop snap uh, with Pat McCarry and Hundley. Um, you know, you had a couple of plays where, you know, passes kind of got lost in the middle um, for multiple quarterbacks. It was kind of a thing where the linebackers were very active, Queen, but uh, Bynes especially um, looked really good. Uh, Josh Bynes was really on top of his game. So the, that's kind of where I'm at. No, there wasn't a lot of dropped balls today. Um, Pat Ricard dropped one out of the flat, stretched out really closer to the sideline. Um, but there weren't really a lot of dropped balls. It was pretty crisp practice. practice. On that pass to Likely, who, who threw the pass? I believe it was Lamar Jackson. One Mr. Lamar Jackson. And it was a thing of beauty. Uh, it, was, it was a beautiful play. Um, there was a couple times where Lamar seemed to have trouble with the timing on deep passes, but then there were there was a handful of plays where he just dropped it. He dropped a bomb, beautiful, right in there. Um, and they threw the ball deep a lot today. It seemed to be a point of emphasis. Now you mentioned Bateman, and we didn't talk about the other. I'll call them t- the other three of the top four receivers. Those guys being Duvernay, Prochet. And Wallace, of those three, who stood out the most in your mind? Tylen Wallace just looks like that guy. Tylen Wallace is really um, runs really good routes. Seems like he's got confidence. Duvernay uh, didn't get a ton of action, but he didn't drop a single ball. And when he got the ball thrown to him, well, um, so I'd say Duvernay and Wallace did a lot for themselves today. Perche, he looked quick. He had a he had one really nice play where he caught the ball turned up field. Um, he, he's a lot quicker than I almost seen on TV. Does 
anybody besides those four guys from the the handful of undrafted free agents the Ravens have on their receiving core? Mm-hmm. Any of those guys stand out for you? Makai Polk was definitely a guy that looked the part. I mean, he's a 6'3", 197-pound guy. I mean, you stand him next to Rashad Bateman, and he certainly looks the part. Makai Polk was really good today. And I really like Shamar Bridges. I think he is a sneaky, um, good prospect to, you know, maybe find a way to scratch and claw and make a name for himself. 6'4", 207-pound guy, and he's playing well. Um, Again, there weren't a lot of dropped passes. Uh, Benjamin Victor caught some passes. I thought he was a little overdramatic on a couple of them. Um, I thought thought it's almost like he needs to look in the ball a little – little better but um i really liked makai polk he was the guy that stood out to me one of the things i noticed yesterday was an emphasis on back shoulder throws and mm-hmm. Devin duvernay came up with a big catch along the right sideline for i want to say about a 25 yard game thrown by lamar and he was covered very well by kevin seymour Today, I understand that Bateman had a back shoulder throw. Do you find that they're emphasizing that out there today? Yeah, they really are throwing more to the sidelines, too. And there was a play where Brandon Stevens and Devin Duvernay got locked up. I think they called a flag on um, Stevens, but they got locked up. And that was, to me, it seemed like really good on good, almost incidental contact uh, down in the end zone. Um, but they, they were going for a back shoulder uh, pass to DuVernay there. Um, they definitely are throwing more to the sidelines. I think they're trying to uh, get a little, little better with the back shoulder passes. I can definitely see that as a thing they're doing. Moving to – well, I'm going to hold off on the defense right now. Let's talk about the left tackle, the guy that was plugged into left tackle yesterday, Ronnie Stanley's absence, was Juwan James. How did he look out there today? He looked good. I mean, there wasn't a lot of uh, offensive line play. I mean, there's no contact right now for the most part. Um, but he looked like he was moving well. He didn't seem to be dragging. Uh, the, there's no sign of the injury. I'd also say Morgan Moses moved really well today. And Moses uh, and Jawan James, they give you a lot of length um, at the tackle position. So that was definitely noticeable, especially – when they were doing some rollout passes. Ben Cleveland, he was not out at practice again today. I'm assuming that mm-hmm. he still hasn't passed his conditioning test. Any- that is correct. He hasn't passed the conditioning test. Okay, so he's NFI for right now. That's disappointing because uh, I thought he'd be in the mix. I thought one of the most interesting battles that they would have would be at left guard with Powers and Cleveland and Tyree Phillips. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're, you're not wrong. Cleveland needs to be out there. It's a, it's a position completely up for grabs where anything goes, and it, it really doesn't help them right now. I want to talk about the defense in a second. Before I get there, I did want to mention our sponsor, Panacea Life Sciences. Pain management is crucial to performance from the NFL to the amateur athlete. CBD products are so beneficial, non-addictive, and less expensive than big pharma products and over-the-counter meds without the side effects. And they do not get you high. Panacea Life Sciences, CBD products that work. My wife is a hair designer and she struggled with a little tennis elbow. Panacea products eased her pain. 
Panacea is offering listeners to Camp Notes a 30% discount by using discount code RSR at checkout when visiting PanaceaLife.com. If you have any questions, please call them at 1-800-985-0515. Oh, and one last thing. They also have amazing products for ailing pets. All right, let's get to the defensive side of the ball. Of the edge defenders, anyone look explosive or menacing, uh, regularly making their way into the backfield? I wouldn't say anyone regularly got to the backfield, but Adolfo always certainly looks the part. And there are a couple times where it was just too easy for him. Um, Adafi Owe looked good. Um, I, I, I don't really think the pass rush was really on display too much. A lot of that had to do with what they were doing um, and the type of practice that they were doing. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a lot of pass rush. There was one play, ugly ball popped up in the air. I believe Hundley was the quarterback and Malik Harrison came, uh, came in and got some pressure from the inside. Um, Malik Harrison definitely looked quick. Um, Brent Urban broke up a screen at one point and Brent Urban. Um, yeah, he's back and he looks, he looks good. He looks good. I mean, that is a, we already knew that was a big guy, but I think Malik Harrison and Josh Bynes really looked the best to me in terms of inside linebackers. And, um, I really liked, I really liked the effort from Brandon Stevens and Marlon Humphrey looked he looked a little jacked. He looked he looked like he put on some some poundage and like he's ready to go to war. So that was good to see. Um, Kyle Hamilton was really active, but not not really a lot to report at this time with him. Um, just you know, he's moving around. Um, doesn't seem like he's out of position. So that that's the good stuff there. Um, Marcus Williams yesterday was really active, and I thought the secondary was really tight in day one. It sounds like there was more of the same in day two. Yeah, the secondary was good. Uh, you, you had little little reminders that the defense is good because they were playing a pretty loose practice. It was it seemed like it was very offensive focused, trying to stretch the ball down the field, and you had not a lot of drops. And then all of a sudden the defense came in and said, hey, by the way, we're playing too. Um, so, you know, you had some, you had some nice uh, pass breakups here or there. Um, the defense was certainly making his presence known. It's year three for Patrick Queen, and he talked a lot about, you know, this being a big year for him because that's kind of how these young defenders, that's the time frame within which they develop. And I think he's put some pressure on himself. He's put pressure on himself to be a three-down linebacker instead of being pulled during – you know, situational, um, certain situations on the defense and sub packages. How did he look out there today? Patrick Queen looked fine. He looked pretty fast. He was, he seemed confident, like he knew where he was going. Um, I think Josh Bynes looked the best at inside linebacker, but Patrick Queen, I athletically, uh, he, he seemed to have no doubts. He, he was reading, reacting. He was going, uh, Patrick Queen looked fast. That that's the number one thing I would think there. I mean, he just looked like there, there was no uh, second guessing of where he was going. And that's kind of what you want to see, especially in a practice like this where, you know, it's a lot of seven on seven. It's a lot of not a lot of contact. There's almost, it's um, not a lot of, there's almost like no running. So um, it was a great time for Patrick Queen to work on j just what you said, the situational part of it. 
Now, with the Ravens' interior defensive line, they've got, you know, you mentioned Brent Urban, and they also have, of course, the reacquired uh, guy from Minnesota with, uh, <laughs> I can't Michael think. Pierce. Yeah, Michael Pierce. All the stuff I've written about him. Uh, so Michael Pierce is out there, and, you know, he looked like he could probably shed a few more pounds. I, I was impressed that he passed the conditioning test, so that's a good sign. And uh, he'll be a situational guy as well. But they've got some young talent too, Chris. And uh, guys like uh, Justin Matabuike, Roger Washington, uh, Trevor, mm -hmm. Trevor Jones, Crawford, and Mac. Any of those guys make an impression on you today? I don't think that it was really a practice where interior defensive line That's had right. a lot to go off. Um, but I was very impressed by um, Matabuike. Um, 92 he looked he looked like he was ready for some ready for some more he looked like he was ready to go um definitely a lot of energy from the group just there wasn't the the type of practice it was not a lot to show off for the interior guys any other standouts that we haven't touched on josh oliver was pretty solid i thought all the tight ends were pretty pretty solid um, I heard in Cam, in Cam notes the other day, Boyle had some drops. He was shorthanded today. Um, that, that was good to see. And, you know, Tyler Beatty made a couple of interesting catches. Uh, you know, he looks like a guy that, you know, I want to see what happens when they start running the ball, when they start hitting, because he was quick. He, he certainly made an impression on me. I, I, I kind of been, running the Tyler Beatty fan club anyway, but I, I'm definitely him and Corey Clement. I want to see what happens when they start hitting with some pads. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see JK Dobbins doing any of that up to the season, but I did see some video on Twitter of him running and, and accelerating. And it looks like that burst is still there. I know he's chopping at the bit to get back on the field, but I don't know if you remember this, not Chris, but, John Harbaugh looked more distraught than I've ever seen him on sitting on the bench after J.K. Dobbins went down against the Washington football team last summer. Mm -hmm. it, it was it, it was rough. I, I think we all had the same emotion, and I think Harbaugh might have felt it worse because I think he knew his guy was ready to put on a show, I, especially because if you remember the year before, Dobbins really started to shine at the end really started to shine at the end. He had that 80-yard run against the Bengals. Um, he really just – he started to shine. So I can't wait to see J.K. Dobbins, but there's no need to see him right now. Therefore, you know, I got all the patience in the world. But, um, yeah, I, I really liked what I saw from the practice just because it was crisp and it was pretty, pretty good energy. But – I, I'm definitely ready for some of these guys to start mixing in. I can't wait. Chris Schisler, Russell Street Report. Thank you so much for this great report. And we'll catch you another time when you're, you're out there next week again, right? Yeah, I'm out there on August 1st, and I am incredibly excited. Good. I will see you out there on August 1st. I'll be out there again tomorrow with Darren McCann, and we'll have more of these camp notes. So I hope you've enjoyed listening. This is Word on the Street, and – featuring our camp notes from day two of Ravens 2022 training camp. Thanks for listening.